0: Welcome to Vision Scope, a program designed to educate and inform on matters relating to disabilities. My name is Wilbert Williams. Hello and welcome to another in the series, Vision Scope. I trust that you all had a happy Thanksgiving and that you are now looking forward to the Christmas celebrations. Today we feature the story of Aaron George of Trinidad and Tobago. He is totally blind and has been persistent, working his way up to the point where he has established his own production company. And so we thought that you would gain some strength from this interview and also he has some very strong views. So sit back and listen to this interview, which was done by King Rocco and me and was first aired on Tell It Like It Is. Everyone, let let's start. Let, I always start with a little fun game Oh For my. all issues, <laughs> describe your physical features. The ladies want to know more about.
1: That. <laughs> oh my, um, huh, interesting. Okay, so <laughs> I was not expecting this. Um, describe it my physical it like it is, features. You know? Yeah. Ah. Okay. So I'll tell you like it is. Um, yes, yes. So I am a, uh, I'm about six feet tall, six foot between six and six foot one. Um, so, you know, a bit short I um, I have shortcut here um, Most times I put gel in it because it kills nicely um, I am a brown skin guy uh, with the, Like I come out caramel pic- color in pictures mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, I always try to keep a smile you know, try to keep the 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 facial features, you know, very cheerful and light. Um, I mean I exercise, so you know I'm trim and not you know uh tall, short, fat, skinny, just in between. Um, what else? What else? What else? Hey, George, you've done it. You've done it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've <laughs> done it. Yes. Um, I've average size feet. <laughs>
0: Uh, the only thing i disagree with you can't you can't be six feet and say you're on the short side
1: (laughs) well well most of the friends that i have they are taller than me and i'm like wow (laughs) most of them are taller than i am i
0: bet you most of the ladies have to look up to you
1: well, I mean, yeah Because, I mean, <laughs> ladies are shorter Yeah, yeah, yeah You know But, uh, you know, it's always like Wow, why, I, I could have just been a little bit taller And I'd be taller than, At least as <laughs> taller Like every all, Most of the team are taller taller guys than I am I was like yeah. Like you guys play basketball or something So, yeah but
0: you're, you're you're in the basketball height parameter. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah. Just definitely. inside Just inside Yeah, yeah, just
1: inside height. of it yeah, yeah. A scrape true
0: Aaron, tell me a little bit now about your early days. um you are a man without sight, eh do you mm-hmm. have any sight at all?
1: Um I have about zero point zero 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 percent sight at the moment
0: minimal, minimal that's none- what
1: you call minimal. I call that non-existent <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> like some people are fortunate enough that they can see shadows they could walk into a room you and see when the light don't. is on or off, on on or off yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. well Willie you call 0. No, no, zero, zero, no, 0.00 Willie you call a, no, no, I can't no, believe no, you Willie. Exactly, no, w- that
0: so he's nil <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly <Yeah.
0: laughs> not, not, not even by a margin <laughs> it, it,
1: not even it, I am I am underneath the margin. It didn't trouble the score sheet at all. <laughs> exactly.
0: Aaron, so, so you, you, we were talking before and you did indicate that you were not born blind, but Mm-mm. you became blind early in life. How old yeah, were you when your sight started going?
1: Um, I would say around nine years old, mm. I would have lost my sight. Um, for the most part, probably about 99.9% of it at that point. And mm. um, I was able to see up till like pretty well up until about six, seven. Mm. I remember, you know, um, first year, second year, and then standard one. Standard two is where it started to get really, really noticeable that I wasn't seeing properly on the board. Mm. And by standard three, it was gone.
0: How did your parents take all of this because it's always tragic when parents have to learn that the the, the child
1: is not seeing how did they take it <laughs> well i mean i i can I can remember most of the um experiences with my mom because my dad was you know he was the he was the kind of guy like so money can't fix this. Nah, well, I don't know what to do. You know, he was that kind of guy. Um and I think, easily. Well, I don't even know if it was giving up as opposed to like, I mean, what do you do? Like, okay, like a mother could still, you know, love up the child and cry mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it and be mm-hmm. this nurturing and, you know, the child cry, cry. But mm. my dad is not like that type of hug-up-y kind of person. So he was just like, know what i mean like and i mean uh, and very soon after i lost my side they separated you know what i mean so it's like during you know my the first nine years of my life you know we were we were like a family Mm -hmm. but then uh, you know my dad didn't know how to cope as a lot of men i think don't really know how to cope with situations like that because if it is, he yeah, had told him, "Okay, here's what you he had to do. You had to make hundred thousand dollars and this and fix this." He would have been fine he with that, have, yes, yes, right? He would have just gone out and worked, 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 worked until. It, but there is nothing you can do. You could pay for surgeries. The surgery is not really going to do much, mm. right? Um, and and that's about it. He in his framework is not. He's not one of those sentimental kind of dads. He's like a roughneck kind of guy, you know. So I would imagine that um on from through his perspective. Is like, yo, I don't know what to do about this. So, yeah, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, have no other alternative for him. If it is he can't contribute like financially or by doing something in a situation like that. You know, Just so I think right that, now, um, you know, from his perspective, that's what happened. But on mom's hmm. side, you know, a lot of tears. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, running around trying to see what could searching, happen. Searching, investigating. Yeah, searching, family hmm. members and stuff like that. You know, so, I mean, I I don't know what other people experience, but um, it taught me very early, you know, that I if it is I am not happy, then the people around me are affected negatively by it. You know, so very, very young, I would have started, you know, really toughening up, but not toughening up in terms of, you know, being um, solitary or being uh, non-engaging, but just basically... Creating a happy space around myself, like a positive mm-hmm. space around myself. You know, people not going to come around me and be like, oh, my gosh, she's blind now. Yeah, so, no, oh no, go- blind you know, it's no, own. no, 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 none of that. Like, yo, I want to have everybody active and laughing because I know if I cry, everyone cries. So mm-hmm. if I laugh, everyone laughs. And, you know, I, I learned that very, very young mm-hmm. um, because I really hated seeing, seeing my mom crying. So, mm-hmm. you know, and my a grandmom and that kind of stuff. This so next
0: question yeah. might be this next question might be a little bit difficult. You might not be able to to answer <laughs> it fully. Um your the, the the separation between your mom and dad. Do you think that your coming had anything to do with it? Your blindness or
1: um I doubt. I, I don't think so. And there were other extenuating, exten, extenuating okay, okay. circumstances Like, mm. you know, my grandmom didn't really like him oh. And, you know, it, it had a bunch of other things going on So it's like, you know, we um, Because, I mean, after the whole thing You know, I would have gone by my dad um, I was there for a little while And then I came back he home He still accepted you yeah 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 yeah. so it wasn't anything like that as i said I, and that's why i could definitely or confidently relegated to that he just didn't know what to do he didn't know mm-hmm. how to mm-hmm. deal with a situation like that you know those type are really two-dimensional men <laughs> they don't really have a lot of nuance to them it's like either i'm working or i'm sleeping
0: <laughs> if you could he's one you, of those <laughs> if you would fast forward a little bit now now that you're a grown adult what mm-hmm. what what would you say his reactions are like
1: Uh, Well, now he's very proud. I mean, with age comes wisdom. And, um, you know, I've I've I think that I've proven enough times that, you know, I I can still function and I am still functioning. mm, You know that mm. now he would boast about me to to friends and stuff like that. And friends would come to him and they're like, hey, you know, you're selling papers serious and then he yeah. will call me and be like you're on papers and you tell me nothing I was like, oh, well, Dad, you know like you know what i mean that's <laughs> like, just like i suppose supposed to call you and tell you everything i'm doing like <laughs> you know um but again you know those two-dimensional men where mm-hmm. it's like it's like either the working or the sleeping and he's yeah. that type you know so now that his friends kind of like written it up, he like, oh well, yeah, but you know.
0: They, 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 they um, up, so Yeah,
1: you know. And I mean, he has invested in me and stuff like that. So as I said, you know, I I'm I'm cool. I'm cool. Me and my daddy, we're cool Talk and everything like that.
0: Talk to me about school days now. Cause you ended up going to school for the blind in Trinidad and Tobago. What was life like at school in your time?
1: Oh my gosh, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> i can hear um, it in your voice i tell people i um i came from a very very competitive school eh? um, primary school it was one of the catholic schools in our area that was considered like the, the the top school it was actually private and as you all would know trinidad has free education so we actually yes. went to private school and um despite that Mm -hmm. And it was a very, very, very competitive school. So, you know, in terms of like all of my subjects and that kind of stuff, you know, I came from a really strong background. So when I went into school for blind, Mm -hmm. um, at the time, they weren't really teaching that much schoolwork. It was like learn Braille, um, learn some mobility skills, uh, learn to type Mm -hmm. and then play. So... And I would have um what George specialized in oh yes, oh yes, I still do <laughs> um, <laughs> um so I went I went and I learned Braille probably in about I would say a couple of months, maybe about two months, three months, and after that, it was just like you know like very, very basic math um that I had already um done back in primary school and stuff like that. um the mobility was fine because you know, I mean I, I used to see before some spatial awareness pretty good. Mm. Um and then well obviously the the skills like cooking and doing little things like that. Um unfortunately, you know, my family never really held me back in with any in any regard. So all of these things were natural and, and and fine i was already kind of climatized to that type of situation you know some children come into the school and they get a culture shock because their parents always sheltering them for the yes. past five years or whatever and then they come here and it's like wait what i could do this like no it wasn't enough for me i just jumped right in and started learning what i was supposed to learn and i stayed for about a year and a half um and as i tell people it was a year and a half vacation Wonderful. Uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I had, a, I had a really nice experience at Al's school of Blind. That's where I would have started, you know, fundamentals. And um, they taught me these, the C major scale on the guitar and the key and the piano. And, uh, you know, I, I beat the stage a couple of times. And yeah, then I came back out. I learned to type there as well. So when I came out, I was just able to jump onto a computer immediately and kind of figure my way around, you know, call some oh, friends yo. and be like, yo, fill in the few gaps. And that was it.
0: So you ended up going back into regular school.
1: Yes, and, I went back uh, to mainstream after that. I did SEA. With,
0: with with some competencies under your belt in that you could type.
1: Yes. And
0: uh, you had computer basic computer skills. Yes. That uh, what about mobility?
1: Um I, I guess that is the weak point because Somebody always want me to walk with them. Like, I mean, I never asked these people. They always like, Aaron, you want to go somewhere? Not really. Aaron, we're going <laughs> somewhere. Well, all right. Well, there we go. You know, it's like, I was just riding back, man. I was just riding my back. I couldn't say no, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do have relatively good mobility skills, but I would definitely say if, if if there is a weak point, it would definitely be the mobility skills. Um, And, you know, some of these str- at that point... Um my sister Was going to the same school So you know I get ah, Love up right through Yes And right. her friends And everybody Like oh my gosh She's so cute And you know Like so every, I, I was never <laughs> This might sound weird To say I was never Out of her cane. <laughs> <laughs> I had human canes. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, so even when my sister would stay home, you know, there was always somebody. You know, I, I, I would tell people I had a, such a blessed and wonderful school experience. I've heard of some stories from some of my friends, and it's like, yo, my school experience from school for blind all the way up to secondary school was fantastic. I would definitely do it again and again and again.
0: What, a, what about? In school, what, what were your favorite subjects?
1: Um. Well, I guess in primary school... Um, oh, right. One other thing. I did not use the computer for any exams or anything. And when I went back into primary school, it was to write SEA and I, did, I used Braille to, um, to do the exam and everything like that. Um, but oh. secondary school, when I went into secondary school, um, I would have used braille up till about form three and that's when i got my first laptop and i started to take it to school and take notes um, by typing but Mm -hmm. (laughs) i liked science (laughs) so at that time it was almost it was really really difficult at least with with my base knowledge of um world accessibility you know just Mm -hmm. me and children trying to do some science the best Mm -hmm. i could have done was done it in braille uh, because at that point, I didn't know about all the software and all of these specialized software for JAWS and da da da, da. So mm-hmm. I was just kind of doing it in Braille. I learned the scientific code from the um, British Braille. I got like six gigantic books of new signs and stuff like that to learn. Um, yeah, but my, my, my subject area was science. Okay.
0: Did you do any national exams on, you know, getting ready to leave school?
1: Yes, yes, I did SCA um, because you remember Trinidad kind of broke away from the common entrance, right? Mm, yes. So I would have, yeah, I would have fallen under the SCA thing. I didn't, um, I didn't do the common entrance. I think that broke off about five or six, a couple of years before I did um exam. That was already, um, they had so, already transitioned to SCA.
0: How did you manage in those exams? What were things like?
1: Um, I remember it being kinda tense, but not that much, because I mean, um, the teachers basically teach us from um past papers. So it's like they keep pumping you, do you you keep doing versions of the exam over and over and over again until you know the day the, of the actual exam. So it wasn't that bad. I mean, at, who likes exams, but it was fine. Um, you know, I had the support, I got seven minutes on every hour extra, which is I think uh, I don't know if that is adequate for everybody, but um, well, adequate for you? Well, yeah, it was fine for me, but I do, I do, I feel like it. I feel like it. It, it could have been more, in terms of like to rebraille and to go through and pull this back and pull that back is not just a glance for us. No, like a ten percent increase on every hour. That does nah. you know, all of that maneuvering that we have to do between the diagrams and going back time. and forth. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I think double time is where it should start. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do understand also the logistics with facilities and that um, type of thing. You know, from the exactly the from the administrative the side. Mm-hmm. You know, but um it was really nice. You know, I had teachers cheering me on. And, um, you know, as I said, I had such a blessed school life, you know, all the schools that I would have attended, yes, there were trials and I would say more on the administrative and academic side because of the choices that I made in terms of the subject areas that I wanted to go in. Mm -hmm. But overall, teachers were wonderful. Overall, the students were wonderful. Like, you know, I I can't remember, you know, I, I do have like these stories where, oh my gosh, these people were bullying me or you know that kind of thing? It was mm. really, really mm. wonderful. God really, really blessed me with a, a really wonderful um, school tenure.
0: We are at the point where we were just about to transition him from school to adult life. Aaron, what was that like? Because that for blind people, that is always a, a tricky experience. <laughs> uh, what was yours like, that transition
1: um, all right, well, I guess I'll start on the tail end of school mm. um well, I would have done the CXc um in the science area and I would have passed the science subjects and everything like that and you know everybody was I mean all of us were really happy about it, the school and everything like that and um my trajectory was to go and do geophysics as my I guess you know, academic tertiary education. Mm-hmm. And um, I would have went and did SATs. I would have learned to do the SATs and written the SATs as well. Um, and I did I did really, really good at the SATs. And um, I would have applied for Purdue University and they accepted my application. Now, that has a huge caveat. So the caveat is this. When I sent in the information, they got the information, they acknowledged receipt of the documents and stuff like that. And this was probably July. so I would have um I would have wanted to I guess commence my um tenure at Purdue in September, so you know we going around trying to get scholarship money and all of that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And, um, you know, we had things kind of set up on my end, but then August came and we are like, how come we're not getting any response from these people? August 20th, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th. I'm like, "Uh, something might be wrong here. So we reach out to them to find out, like, did I not get through then? Because at that point we didn't know. And they started searching for my paperwork and they were not able to find it. Um, And this took us all into September, probably like the second week in September. So I'll be like, wait. I mean, they acknowledge that they are seeing where it has been sent and received, but they Mm -hmm. can't find it for some reason. So I don't know what happened. Um, So they told us to FedEx it overnight, which costed about a couple hundred US dollars because we Mm -hmm. literally had to get it in um, before a particular time. You know, these things have deadlines. So we sent it, FedExed it over there. Very expensive process. They received it They went through it They say, oh yeah Yeah, you definitely um, have the I guess the um, Prerequisites and qualifications To do the The degree mm-hmm. So that department Sent it over to the admissions department When the admission mm-hmm. department Saw it, they was like Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay, cool When they pulled up the database The class was full mm-hmm. So at that point They were like Well, the class is full um, we're really sorry about that. And uh, we'll defer you to next year. And what that means is you wouldn't have to reapply or anything like that. You would um, They would just automatically put you in at the top of the new list. Mm-hmm. So everybody was like, wow, okay. And um, the thing about scholarships is they don't really work like that. It's mm-hmm. either you use it now and you apply next year or you don't use it. And they apply next year, so like those scholarships. Um, at that point, we like, well, we don't know if we would get through with these things again. And sometimes they'd have different scholarships next year and that kind of stuff. So that is where I think my transition into adulthood would have begun with that Mm -hmm, kind of um news. I mean, (laughs) but you must have been depressed
0: with all of this, or you mean,
1: I, I I guess I would call it that. I would guess I would say that I took it in strides because I mean when you're that young, it's like everything everything is so rose-colored. It's like, I mean, yeah, this is a little setback, but like, yo, there have so many other things I could do in the year. You Aaron, know, so I was like
0: Aaron, mm-hmm. I am trying to look through you. Mm-hmm. And I see a young fighter in those days. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So did you put up a fight or did you just say, uh, "Let fold my hands and let time pass by? How did you well, approach
1: it? Aaron, don't take things lying <laughs> you uh, Yeah, sure, right about that. Um, the thing is, again, because there were so many opportunities and things available to me at the time, that mm. would have just been the largest um opportunity uh, you know in front of me so when that became kind of you know deferred I was like oh okay well I guess I'll just do the other stuff that I want to do in the meantime mm-hmm. so I, in terms of directly fighting like how oh, you all could lose my paperwork and then tell me next year and you know like in that way no I didn't really um fight fight the situation in that way Um, but I didn't, you know, just sit around, you know, I started sending out some applications and stuff like that and proposals to, to do other things. Um, unfortunately the TTBWA, they were looking to start new programs and stuff like that. So I would have sent them a, a music training course that I would have wanted to launch through the TTBWA so that persons could learn music, play the keyboard and guitar and stuff like that.
0: So you were going to teach it, or you 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 wanted yes. to join the program?
1: I was I was going to teach it. It it didn't exist before. Uh, well, not in that way, I think. And um, I proposed to teach it, uh, and and that leads me into this. We would have left out my entire musical training from childhood up to that point, uh, because the last thing I said about it was that I learned the uh, the, the C major scale in school yes, for blind. There yes, there's well, a lot that happened musically. Step back. We can always step back. <laughs> So, well, yeah, so music became, you know, that, that fallback plan And I mean, I always really, I mean, music is exciting Especially when you're young and, you know, you're playing in oh, bands yes. And you're going oh, all yes. over the place, it's so exciting mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean, yeah, I didn't, get, I didn't get to go and do the school But it's like, yeah, like, yo, we can still rock with the music, you know So it wasn't like such a huge boo-hoo situation So, so um, how, did, <laughs> how
0: did your music career develop then? You 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 started learning guitar when you were at the school for the blind. I remember you telling us that. Correct. But beyond that, what how did it develop?
1: Well, up to now I still love the guitar. So I just put in that out there. I really love it. like it that is the in, the instrument that inspires me the most is the guitar. So what mm-hmm. happened was there was a, a guitar teacher. Um uh, his name was Mr. Niles. Um Classically trained, I think, and he would have come a couple of times and, you know, showed us how to hold the guitar. Mm. Um, he would have thought maybe C major skill on guitar as well. And that was the end of my class. <laughs> and After the rest that, And I the rest as they say too. is history. <laughs> <laughs> right? well not so much i would have left school um and there were other friends who in school at the time could play like really nice on the keyboard on the piano and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know like like rajesh muhammad and nile manswell like these guys were more advanced and you know i would mm-hmm. kind of sit down and listen i'm like yo teach me something teach me something and you know they would just teach me like uh okay this is how you make a c major chord dun 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 and you know mm-hmm. justin i mean all of us were really young at the time Mm-hmm. And they would be, they would just kind of sing it out because they themselves didn't really know the theory or anything behind it. So you know, we were just kind of learning in the sandbox. They they, they they imparted what they knew exactly, but very mm-hmm. well because it got me started. Yes. And when I left school for blind, um, I came home and I started playing on the little old keyboard that we had in church. And the church was like, ah, uh, we need a keyboardist, and he's playing with the keyboard. Let's find somewhere to send him. So they paid for me to go to do a um a six month course learning keyboard. I'm um, sorry, piano.
0: Piano,
1: yeah, and um, that is where my musical journey really, really kicked off. Ah, um, and then you know I kind of got into producing because I was like, yo, I want to make beats. I want to make instrumentals. Like I really like what I'm hearing on radio, and I want to yes, do some of that.
0: Back up a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Let's let's tidy up the university section of it so you never bothered. To apply to the university after
1: that. that right. It? So I did not reapply for Purdue again because what happened was after I started teaching the music, I taught the music for a year and a half. Mm. And I mean, going in, and, and again, this is this is I this is why it was so easy for me to just do something else. Mm. From the first day that I started teaching music, my plan was to start my company. So that was like, okay. I mean, I could make a plan to work here for the next five years, or I could plan and save up my money and start my company because that was my original, well, ultimate goal. Um, and since the academia route didn't work for me to start my company, I was like, okay, well, I'll I'll just work and save up the money and start my company. So I told them that um, I would do it for a year. And, um, you know, once the class begun and we started, Really seeing results and persons growing in 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 the instruments that they were they were learning, you know, they really asked me to stay on a little bit longer because I was still training my replacements mm-hmm. so that you know it could have a smooth transition and you know you want to make sure that the uh, well I wanted to make sure that the program kept on strong legs. Mm-hmm. So you know while training my replacements, I I stayed for an additional six months, got him trained up, and then I left. And well, that's how did where Inasanku you... started.
0: How did you manage in the Trinidad environment where if you're blind, you're given a support by the government? And when you try to move outside of that box, what what, what happens?
1: How did it go? Well, I can explain it to you. It sucks in Trinidad um, because of that. Because essentially they're saying once you make more than $12,000 a year, you are no longer... Um, Able to get the government assistance. Um, How do I quantify this? All right. So 12,000 Trinidadian Mm -hmm. dollars is about 1,800 U.S. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about you can't make more than that in a year. Um, And what they give as the grant is about 300 U.S. Mm -hmm. Per month. So... It is really, really tough to, you know, to like, I guess... There's no incentive. Weigh the option. There, exactly. There's it's no like,
0: incentive to move outside of this.
1: I mean, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. There is incentives. What is the worst type of incentive is like, okay... Um, 300 us dollars cannot pay a monthly as a standard oh, person's monthly yes, living yes. arrangement right yes. so it encourages you to like yo i need to get more than this so that i can mm-hmm. live i can mm-hmm. pay my rent i can pay my bills whatever whatever mm-hmm. but at the same time remember the types of jobs that would be available probably paid just a little bit more so mm-hmm. now you have to weigh the option of okay do i do nothing and get three hundred US dollars, or do I do something and lose that three hundred dollars exactly. and probably get four hundred and fifty dollars, which is not that much more? So what did so, you do? You decided to, to well, as I said, fortunately I was able to save up. I I was actually a, a tutor, yeah, right? So but you, in the you general sense, before. exactly, mm-hmm. right? So I was able to save up quite an. A, a, Quite a, a lot of money um, Because time. I would take the bus I would really, you know, sacrifice And mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, save up And that kind of thing And, you know, do other little things on the side Like, you know, buy stuff and sell it back And that kind of thing mm-hmm. And um, I really saved up some money And then I had some friends who, you know Really supported me and they were really into um, The whole idea Of having an, an entertainment company so, you know, we would have come together and, and done it. So that really you know, helps I as think, well.
0: I think this is a good point at which to take a station break. We're going to take the break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the development of your company and, you know, all the things you had to go through to make that company work. Aaron, for the benefit of our listeners... What is the name of
1: this company? Uh, The company's name is Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited. Inner Sanctum
0: Sanctum
1: Entertainment
0: Entertainment Limited. Limited. And it's... The the Inner Sanctum sound
1: like Latinish. It is. Very good. Very good. Nice air. so Sanctum is Latin for sanctuary. Oh. So, um, you know... (laughs) funny story mm. um when I, I mean i just sat down and i was like what could be a good name for a company something unique something that sounds you know nice and uh, I, you know i, I, I kind of played around played around played around played around with different names and stuff like that and i was like you know what in a sanctum mm. um and everybody was like dude that kind of hard to say i was like eh, i like it though so we'll stick with that and everybody was like okay fine we'll do that and, um, yeah, that's how when I something came around. um, I wanted it to represent you know a safe place for artists and and you know persons who want to be in the entertainment space. I wanted to be like, you know, here's what guys, yes, it's a company, but this is your safe space, you know we wanna help nurture you, we want to help build you up, you know while we build you up, you build us up that type of idea, and you know these these sanctuaries are safe places a place where you know, you really come to be edified. You come to be enriched. And the inner sanctuary is the heart of that. The heart oh, Aaron, of that Aaron, space.
0: Aaron you mm-hmm. are blind. You need a sanctuary. And, <laughs> and you going to create a sanctuary. That, oh, yeah, exactly. How did, this, how did this come about? How did this thought come about? Take us into your thought process. Because normally well, you should <laughs> fold in your hands. But no, you are talking about generating a sanctuary for other
1: people. Yes, yes, yes. Talk I mean, me I think that's important. That um, I think it's important for us to really, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Okay, I'll, I'll give you an example. So, when I. I mean, people reach out to Inner Sanctum for various services, um, NGOs and different organizations. And like, uh, we want you all to do da, 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 da whatever. It might be shoot a music video for us or shoot a, an, an ad for us or do our graphic designing for us. And we'll be like, okay, no problem. Send the information and stuff like that. And then at some point they'll be like, okay, well, we want to do the vote of thanks. So we're going to invite you all to the ceremony or whatever it might be. And a lot of times when people realize like, I'm very, bad, like, wait, what? You know, so it's like this situation where... You know people kind of expect us to always have our hands out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the dissonance that it causes. I think that's good dissonance in terms of like, here's what, not because a person is 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 you know a person has some sort of disability means that they can't contribute. and and that was one of the fundamental things that i I learned growing up growing up. you know, even in school, I wouldn't just be the guy to be like, hey, read me some stuff off of the board. I was probably the best in math up till form three. So a- anybody who wanted help with math, they would come to Aaron and Aaron would get in return somebody to read on the book. So it was never the situation where I was always just dependent mm. on others without contributing. I always, always, always held really dear to me that I must contribute. You know, it meant that I would have had to do additional math lessons. It would have meant that I would have had to really study extra for the math to keep that edge so that I would be valuable. And, um, you know, I, I always advocate and tell other blind persons, like, be valuable. It doesn't mean that you have to be able to do everything, but be able to do something so good that it becomes, you know, you become that support for somebody else.
0: So, so Aaron, take us back in time. How did this company start physically? What What did the company look like when it first started?
1: It looked like two very expensive speakers in a very rundown room.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good place to start.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You have
0: nowhere to
1: go but up. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, My grandmom built a storage room um, downstairs. It was actually the only concrete. Uh, well, the room above it was also concrete, which was the bathroom, but it was mm. the only actual room in the house that was concrete. You know, we were living in a board house at the time. A potential a house. studio. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And I just kind of moved my stuff in there and, you know, moved her stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and being, the,
0: being the good grandma that she was, <laughs> did she sit around? no no she she died the good uh, grandma yeah. that she was <laughs> he let you have your way
1: yes 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 i mean uh, it's for the most part because i didn't really throw everything I out know. like it had a bunch of other trash in the room yeah. that i couldn't get rid of but you know we got enough space mm. that we could sit and record and you know hook up a mic on a gas tank and that kind of stuff as a mic stand and you know it was really really nice really really fun and it wasn't just me. Again, you know, I created value for a lot of the guys in the area, you know. So again, it is about creating that value where I am um, I now become a, a valuable component of the group. I'm not just like a, a leech of the group, you know, where everybody has to do things to me, like, yo, if it is we want to go to record music, we go by Aaron. And if it is we want a, a, a cool place to chill for a while, we go by Aaron. So you know. What I'm is the size of what the, the
0: sides of your staff initially?
1: Um, I would say probably about three, two, two. Your, comp- your company, two persons, good man, it's that yeah. it big.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it that big. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't consider that big, but you know. <laughs>
0: no, but I mean, to have, to have three personnel. Well, you, I mean,
1: I wouldn't, you see, because you asked me the question and that way is why I answer that way. I would say I had three partners, you know, it wasn't really like, you know, them working for me. We all kind of chipped in and did things. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, service know? is service. So, yeah, it might have exactly. been service, but service yeah. is service.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: So it still works out to be the same. So you Definitely. started You started out with, with that kind of a company uh, mm-hmm. What were some of the hurdles that you had to overcome? Because you can't tell me that the business grew and you didn't have difficult times. And
1: Of and course, time. it Talk had some very some difficult times. I mean, I mean, it's always the finances, right? So by the time we actually started um, in a sanctum, I mean, as I said, I would have saved up some money. So at that point, you know, we started refurbishing the room and putting up shelves and kind of getting rid of the bulk of the junk. We made like a little booth and bought some wood and some fabric and stuff like that. I bought an air conditioner for the little room and, you know, we really, we moved in some better microphone and we got a mic stand instead of using a gas tank and, um, you know, the speakers and everything like that. But um, I would say the major it was just money. Like we were really just cohesive at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, we were really cohesive. Everybody wanted the same thing. Everybody's, all of our trajectories were very similar. And yeah, and that like up up to that point, everything was the the only hindrance was money. You know, we wish that we could mm-hmm. have done things to make more money. Um, but again, we were very young, and um, it's just like. Yeah, I wouldn't say we had much other hindrances other than money. And well, you know, money leads into then we can't really promote that well. We can't really buy the types of equipment that we want. You know, we can't really expand or anything like that. So I would say money would have been the major, the major um, hurdle at that point.
0: What are the major objectives of your company?
1: So the major objectives of the company are to spread share, and encourage persons in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So fundamental, day one, number one, is to expose people as much as possible to Jesus. Expose them as much as possible to gospel music and gospel content to diversify the landscape of the gospel content that we have, whether it be in audio or video or you know, whatever whatever arena it falls into to create, you know, a more dynamic environment for the sharing of, of the gospel. Fundamentally, that is what our aim at Inner Sanctum is right now and moving forward.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, So
1: everything else spills out of that.
0: Yeah. How, how are you finding it? Are you finding that you are getting... The kind of support that you would like or there is still some degree of hesitancy about coming to in inner sanctum to do business
1: um well here's the thing right i'm here today <laughs> <laughs> so i mean you know when i reach out to persons like you know rocco and, and yourself you know you all are really open arms um, and for the most part that is the response that I get. I mean, obviously, everyone has you know. It, there are quarters where, for whatever reason, they don't want to support or they don't want to engage. But mm-hmm. it's not like I wouldn't say that it is. Um, it's not that bad to say. You know, you can really. It doesn't. As you as you said, it doesn't really move the scoreboard or the score sheet. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so I mean, I, I mean, it it is what it is. And I mean, I wish I could get yes, a hundred percent of the time. That's not life. You know, even I could be the best of whatever, and I wouldn't get the yes 100% of the times. So, the times that I do get the yes, you know, I really try to capitalize and bring value to, you know, all the persons involved. But, you um, have
0: some, you have some clips mm-hmm. you wanted to share with us. Uh, what What is the first thing you want to share with us?
1: <laughs> well,
0: I, I don't want you to, to leave here and do empty. Your <laughs>
1: No problem, no problem Well, I mean, well, here it goes So, essentially um, As I said, we really Want to impact persons And I mean, you all would have heard My my um, Some of my life story As um, Mr. Wise Would have sussed out <laughs> <laughs> That's my job <laughs> Very well sir. Very well done And, um, you know I, um, I, I would have had an opportunity, um, reluctantly, I would have had an opportunity to teach uh, someone in the recent past. I'm, I, he's still my student. Um, but before that, remember, I said that I would have taught at uh, the Blind Welfare for a year and a half. And I mean, teaching is a very um, interesting area. You know, you, a few things have to come together. You have to be patient. Definitely. You have to want that your students move forward. Definitely. Um, To be a good teacher. I mean, anybody could teach, but to be a good teacher, you want to do that, you know, and I would have cultivated and and done some courses and stuff like that. Your Mm -hmm. student
0: needs to want
1: it too. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes you have to teach your student to want it, because if you think of little children in school, Hmm. they don't want it. The teacher has to kind of bridge that gap and show yeah. them well, how to be excited to, about it. Well, you know what you I mean? Get adult, when you get to adult life. Exactly. Well, hopefully by that point, you
0: start realizing <laughs> the value <laughs> of it. You, 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 you should exercise
1: your wants. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. You know? mm-hmm. And again, you know, those things contribute to, to being a good teacher. Mm-hmm. I know. And, um, you got to pull it out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And unintentionally, I realized that, I mean, I, I knew I, I, I've I always been patient. Um, I'm excitedly patient. So I'm not the type of patient where, you know, I sit and do nothing or I'm just sitting and just, you know, I am patient, but I'm excitedly patient. I would find all sorts of other things to do while I'm waiting. You know, that type of person, you leave them in the lobby. And when you come out you your lobby redecorated, I'm like yeah. that type of person. Yeah i mean i'd be like what happened here well you left me waiting for an hour so i was just supposed to sit and do nothing no i I don't do that um so i realized that you know these attributes and and uh, again because of some of my qualifications in in tutoring um i would have been able to assist a guy who everyone kind of discarded to to produce and when i look back now he's he's doing instrumentals and putting out music and stuff like that and i'm like aaron this is this is really this is something that could be should be multiplied. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that should be given to more persons um, because I'll tell you something this this person, he used to spend money to go to courses, right? He really loved production. He, he writes music and mm-hmm. he plays a few instruments and stuff like that. And I remember we went to our course together. This course costed 500 mm-hmm. US dollars approximately. I went to the course. He went to the course, and a few other persons went to the course. And he didn't do anything in the course. He just sat and listened because he didn't have the computer competency to follow along in the class. And he when, after we, after when you know a, a year had passed or so, and you know we were talking about it. You know, he was like, yeah, Aaron, I, I usually do that. I would pay whatever, go to the course, but I know I can't really do anything, but I really just want to learn to produce. And if it is I to pay how much of a thousands of dollars to just be in the space where it's being taught, hopefully I will catch something. Mm-hmm. You know, he would have built a home studio, spent more money. And what would he do there? He would call other producers and have them come and produce. And he would try to just catch just whatever kind of ignorant, little bit he could catch. No, no, no rent, no rent, no rent, no rent. His intention was trying to be around producers. Mm -hmm. So he knew if he built a good studio, producers would come and he would hopefully learn. That didn't work either. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, some years ago, I was preparing to upgrade my system and I was like, you know, I have a a system to sell. And he was like, yeah, I want to buy it. I was like, why? He was like, well, I want to have a new system in my studio. I was like, so you just produce? He was like, no, I want to learn though. And, you know, we kind of dropped the conversation after that. Mm. And then we ended up coming back into contact. And he was like, Aaron, you know, I still really want to learn to produce. Aaron, I I want to learn to produce. You don't know anybody who does teach. Obviously, I know he's hinting at me, right? But I'm like, I don't really want to teach. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so I hooked him up with somebody else, and you know he came back and he was like, "Aaron, this now we can do this. Person not really taking it serious, you know? They're not really they're playing on scenes and a uh, lot of complaints." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <sighs> it fell on your lap. It fell on my lap, and I knew of his history. I knew how tough it was for him, and I knew what he is willing and was willing to do to learn production. I was like, "Here's what." I can't promise you how long I would do this, but I will give you a start. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we got his computer prepared. I installed the software for him and everything like that. And mind you, this is not just teaching someone to produce, but I also had to teach him the computer simultaneously. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not to say he had the prerequisite of knowing how to use the computer. I literally had to take him from not knowing the computer, not knowing the keyboard, Mm to then be able to teach him to produce because you know how we produce, we produce yes. from the keyboard. If you yes. don't know the keyboard, you had to learn the keyboard.
0: Yes.
1: Um. So it was a really, really wonderful. Now that I'm reflecting on it, a really, really wonderful experience. And, you know, two months in fast improvement. you know, mm-hmm. his typing started to improve and everything like that. Four months in, you know, he was like, Aaron, you changing my life here. I was mm-hmm. like, I mean, I, I mean, what do you say to that? You know, it's like, well, it's a I guess of
0: satisfaction that you're could... glad,
1: <laughs> are happy <Yeah>. for you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, um, you know, we worked our way, we worked our way through and um, he was really dedicated. This man would send me things that he's working on two o'clock in the morning. Mm. And I'm like, dude, why are you not sleeping? <laughs> and then I would remember when I started learning to produce, I would be up those hours mm. sending things for other people who would have helped me. You know, and um, after he he, he released uh, some, well, he put out some of the instrumentals. So I was like, wow, this is really, really good. Now we can collaborate on projects. That's how good he is now. And I was like, I think more people need to have access to an opportunity like this. Um, it may not be that somebody wants to produce. It may be that they want to, do ads They mm-hmm. may want to do something In the audio mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. And that's essentially What we want to offer To the blind And visually impaired community mm-hmm. Across the Caribbean Across the world You know An opportunity to really Get in the door You know At a competitive level And when I say competitive Not with each other But competitive on a world I know. level yes. You know So like That's essentially It's in a nutshell i I really want to see what I saw with this student multiply to other persons, and, as I said, we now collaborate, we now make money together. that is how good he is now, mm-hmm. right, and that is what I want for the caribbean mm-hmm. there are There are contracts for very big projects for movies and all these sorts of things if we have a proper team in the Caribbean, or even if we have a proper team in the blind and visually impaired community worldwide, where some people do mixing, some people do mastering, some people do voice acting, some people do sound effects, some people do this and that. And this, we could apply for contracts. We could apply for major things yep. and yeah. get it because we're good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do is invite the, 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 blind and visually impaired um, community to those opportunities by putting on a webinar you know the webinar is free everyone can come and we're going to give you some tools there that will change your perspective on audio right it's going to change your perspective on audio it's going to assist you to realize that yo it's not just Aaron could do that like anybody could do it but you it took me time. do
0: you have a, a a date for that yet
1: Yes, we are looking at, today's the 13th, so we're looking at the uh, the 28th of this month to do the free webinar where we're going to, you know, really open up the studio and answer questions and persons could ask, like, how do you make this work? How does this happen? How does the marketing work? How do you get your graphics on all of your stuff? How do you get this and that and this and that? And, you know, really, really. Um, you know, feed the questions and feed the curiosity and really light that fire. Because, I mean, if it is possible for me and if it is possible for someone who, as I said, this guy had no computer skills at all and now he is producing music that I can feel proud to collaborate with. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to... I want to. to... the listeners, I want to offer that to any blind and visually impaired person that wants to take their audio to another level. You know, there is so much to learn. And I know there are producers out there, persons who already have experience in audio. But there's always something new to learn and something oh, new to lot. make money from. There's a lot to learn. <laughs> so, so, so what are we looking at? Because, you know, the traditional thing, Aaron, a lot of people use Gold Wave. Is it you wish to get in? I mean, say what is it that we're looking at? Right. So gold wave is lovely. It is lovely, lovely, I lovely. Think so. I think but so. multiply gold wave by a thousand Reaper. and that is what you get in Reaper. Exactly. Reaper. Reaper is, so we are approaching this alive. from, exactly. We are approaching this from the perspective that once we're done here, you are working in a competitive industry, whether it is you want to do sound layering, whether it is you want to do live performances, whether you want to do tuning, whether you want to do audio capture, all of that is accessible in Reaper. You want to do live streaming with effects. All of that is a, is is possible through Reaper. So it covers quite, quite, quite a lot of ground as well as video. As well as video.
0: <laughs> so we're looking at only Trinidad and Tobago. We're looking at launches internationally. You're looking at right?
1: everywhere everywhere everywhere
0: so So, talk mm -hmm. to me now anybody coming to this course would have to install reaper to begin with
1: that is correct but here's the thing we're going to assist whomever is in the course with Mm -hmm. all of those things all we ask is that persons know the keyboard i am Mm -hmm. not going to do that again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I don't blame you either. It, it, it is good for a one-on-one, but I am part of the, one of the prerequisites, if probably the only prerequisite, is that persons need to know their keyboard. So come to the webinar and really hear what this thing is about because it's so much more, so but much era, wonderful things. Should,
0: in the promotion, you should say it. Mm-hmm. So that people don't turn up and, with expectations of learning keyboard from scratch because
1: that's... no 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 it's on the sign up form so if you can't sign up the form then most likely you can't be in the class it's on the sign up
0: form oh i, I don't Correct. seen it yet
1: yeah 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 so i'll send all of the information and stuff like that to you all right? And, um, you know, persons could sign up for the webinar. Again, we, we require that person because in the webinar, I'm going to tell you, okay, let's try this and let's try that. And let's try this. You know what I mean? So the webinar is going to be action packed. It's going to be filled with so much of information, so much of things that you could leave the webinar immediately and start using without doing the course. So if it is you come to the webinar and you get what you need, whoa, dude, that's fine. That's wonderful. That's awesome right? The webinars to really gear people up to get them started. Um, and we, we created a, a, a very short link. Um, the name of the, the course is the Audio Advantage. Audio Advantage. Audio Advantage. Audio and advantage. yes, Advantage, because we're going to take advantage of this thing mm. big time. Mm. Audio Advantage. So you go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash Audio Advantage. And you can follow the form right now. Right. And wh- when it is, you say, when it is, you get to the question where it says, how did you he hear about us? Put Wise Willie or put Rocco, <laughs> right? Put Wise willy or put Rocco. But make sure and fill that out. Right. Who sent you? Because we know people do just hear things out of the blue sky. So you had to hear it from somewhere and you heard it here. You heard it here first, as a matter of fact. So mm-hmm. put Wise Willie or put Rocco, where, who, or how did you hear about TV us? Radio. Oh, well, no, well, we know you all are from UBC radio. Okay. So, you know, I, I want names because I know I
0: names.
1: once it's Wise Willey is UBC radio, once it's Rocco is UBC radio. But if uh-huh. they just go UBC radio, then I would know who's the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see. I see what you mean. What right. You mean. And it's going to be wonderful, you know. Um, and I, And yes, I do want to share some of the things that they're going to get, some of the things that you're going to be exposed to um so yeah should i should i start go ahead go ahead all right thanks a lot so this is one of the projects that i would have worked on um it's a it's a mellifluous project and and just to give persons an idea of the breadth of what is possible with reaper um just to give a person an idea of you know sometimes you might think well these people probably don't know what genre i want to do and they probably don't have the expertise to teach that and da 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 um, this is just an example of um, a multi-genre piece mm-hmm. that you know persons can expect and and, and you know we the, these things these things are very teachable and once you're willing to learn and you're really open and you're really dedicated and willing to work hard you can do this too
0: i want to learn a little bit more about the man Aaron. <laughs> yes. when you are not in studio what do yeah. you do
1: Um, when I'm not in studio, uh, well, I have, um, I teach some children music at church, you know, I have Mm. like a little youth group and, um, I teach children, uh, different instruments, some drum, keyboard and, um, stuff like that. Uh, what else do I do? I have a men's group that I'm a part of, you know, we do Bible study and we, you know, just have like general discussions. You know, about men stuff. Um, I do mm-hmm. some programming, like some web development and stuff like that. I mean, but that's still kind of attached to work, but I really like doing it. Like, it's, it's fun for me, you know, to play around with, you know, like different technologies and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I mean, watch YouTube videos about all sorts of different things, you know, what's going on in Israel. Um, AI, you know, um, getting my feet wet in those spaces as well. Um, and that's pretty much so it. You, Other you, than that, everything else kind of has to do with So company. you've been
0: doing international news talks and things like that?
1: Yes, I have. I have. I have. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, there's a biggie that I want to ask you about. And I noticed you have sidestepped it in all of the discussion. And
1: I'm here <laughs> laughing. What about dating? Uh, well, right now I'm not dating uh, because... I am on a quest to find a wife. um, And I mean, is is not a matter of... So you know, Aaron, like, how are you going to find a uh-huh.
0: wife if you don't
1: date? <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. Um, I mean, okay, so the way it's presented, it sounds like it's the chicken and the egg, right? Like, okay, Aaron, how are you going to find a wife if it is you don't date? Mm-hmm. But you don't date, so how are you going to find a wife type thing, right? Um, no is the reason why I'm not dating is not because i um refuse to date. I am just not dating because uh obviously certain criteria would have to be met for that to happen you know so i'm I'm looking I'm looking it's just um Aaron you're the, a diplomat
0: you're met. a diplomat. <laughs> You're a diplomat. <laughs> now let's let's dissect this. Sec- I
1: sure Prime Minister Rowley can do well with him. Right? Can do well with him rather right now.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he, you you could get a job in the White House. Anyway. <laughs> um, but but, Errol, let let mm-hmm. let's let's face it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Some of the criteria that you're talking about, you will not see,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or you will not know of, mm-hmm. until the dating experience, wouldn't you admit that?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely.
0: So, without dating, mm-hmm. how are you going to determine whether things are going right for you or not going right for you?
1: All right. Well, I would say it's, I think, a twofold type of situation. So, um, context, timing, um, positioning is very important. So, for what I mean by that um number one prerequisite is that if i'm dating someone or if i'm um you know thinking about dating someone the person has to love jesus uh if it is you don't love jesus then you know you, you know you can't love me the way i want you to love me you know what i mean so um i mean I, i've been in the position to just go into a relationship blindly um quote unquote hint hint um a, a what they call it um Air brackets, um, no pun intended, or pun intended, but um, I you know I'm I'm past that you know, and um, I want to do things the right way, so that is the m- first major prerequisite. Um, and from that you would find that you know someone who is, um, practicing, you know, their Christianity. So how would you determine? Mm-hmm. If well, we would really we would go to church Jesus. together and stuff like that, and and that that kind of leads us into the second facet of it. Like, what do we mean by dating? Do we mean because obviously I I I don't have to be dating someone to have a conversation with them? Like, you know, we could talk on the phone, um, you know, we could meet and hang out. I think once we put the dating um the dating no, label I, on it, it, means that... I'm, okay. it. I, I'm talking about dating in its
0: broadest sense. I'm not restricting it. I'm talking about dating in its broadest sense.
1: Well, yeah. Well, as I said, I I am looking. Um, before, I would probably just date somebody because they're probably nice, um, we we, we because we probably have chemistry and stuff like that. But now, I wouldn't go to that um level unless certain other prerequisites are met. As I said, the person has to be someone who is, you know, serving Jesus Christ. And obviously, if it is you invite me to church or I invite you to church, then I can kind of see what that is like, Um, as much as somebody could fake, you know, and, you know, people talk about all sorts of different things happening in the church and stuff like that. You know, at at some point, we have to just trust that, you know, God is going to do the rest. Um, If it is I have set up uh, a a situation such that I'm really looking for the right thing, then I have to also trust that, you know, God is going to provide me with the right. Well,
0: you know, the devil goes to church every (laughs) Sunday,
1: Of course, of course, he doesn't miss it. He doesn't miss it, exactly, no. he does not miss it. So
0: that's going you to know. be a tall order, <laughs> and uh, I wish you all the blessings.
1: Thank but you, thank that, you, thank that you. That one
0: is going to be difficult. <laughs> um.
1: Some things may be impossible with man, but with God, nothing is impossible. So, you know, yeah, I know. I mean, I know. that's my approach. I know. You know, uh, and as I said, I have I have tried the other ways. Trust me, numerous times, and um, I mean it doesn't work for me. You know, it doesn't work. Other persons may have had better luck or better blessings in in that regard, but um, yeah, it doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm.
0: What What kind of food,
1: Aaron likes? I love curry. <laughs> like yeah. you, you you probably didn't... could call some of your 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 announcers and that's that is exactly what everyone knows Aaron loves curry. <laughs> curry you, and flower. <laughs> if you if
0: you if if you didn't love curry you wouldn't be a Trinidadian.
1: Okay, well well <laughs> here's what among Trinidadians I am a curry lover, so that should tell you how far I take oh, it. <laughs> yes, yes. yes so people um, know if you want to get me out say that it has curry (laughs) do
0: you do you read a lot
1: um i mean yeah i i i I consume content um and i mean my content uh liking has changed over the years you know i was really into um like comics and stuff like that before and a lot of fictional material and then it would have transitioned into a lot of sciencey stuff And then it would have kind of come back to fiction and then it would have turned into, you know, like, um, I would say Bible, Bible history, scripture. And, and that's where I'm at at the moment. And I do a lot of reading as it relates to like, um, well, the the whole Israel international relations and well, obviously AI and technology. So that's kind of where I am now. So mostly like, um, factual and science technology type things.
0: And I don't have to ask you, you love music.
1: Oh yes! What's, what's your
0: favorite genre?
1: Hmm. Um. Right now, I really love an Afro. Um. It's like I could sprinkle Afro into everything. It's like it just had that nice bounce, and mm-hmm. um, that I'm feeling right now. And well, as I said earlier, my favorite instrument is still the guitar. I mean, I am a keyboardist, sir. Mm -hmm. and i really like the keyboard i really love the keyboard because it's probably the best instrument to do production on but and god knows why he would have impacted me in such a way to just kind of drop the guitar and start playing keyboard Mm -hmm. but um oh boy i wish i could have played the guitar a little bit better that would have been really 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 wonderful and i mean you know it's never too late to really pick it up again and start doing some more with it but um yeah favorite instrument guitar for sure hands down and um at the moment favorite genre is um afro Afro pop band, If you were
0: stuff. exiled on an island and you could take just one album, which album would you take?
1: Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Huh. Hmm. That is a good question. I don't know the name of the album, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know what song's on it. <laughs> which artist? C.C. Um, Wynon you know that one with Goodness oh, of God on it yes, that is a yes, really cool yeah. album she has some yeah. really nice dancey stuff she has yeah. some nice worship stuff she has some really nice thoughtful stuff mm-hmm. really 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 wonderful album and it's like again a two for one because it's like she is so Whitney-fied yes. uh, when I listen to her sometimes I'm like wow she is influenced by Whitney Houston really really like some of her runs and her vocal choices mm-hmm. very Whitney Houston you know so it's like you're getting a two for one yeah. Okay, not two for one. So
0: you would <laughs> so you would definitely want to go with that C C Binance.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And that oh, goodness of oh, god, you could just sing that all day, all day, all day, all day, all day. I'll be on the island alone, so I'll have to sing that. Yes, you'll you, be there alone. <laughs> you and this album. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you had at least given us something to play the album in. I can't just like, it can't just be me and the album in my hand. <laughs> no, we'll give you give some... him my CD player, right?
0: We'll give you something to
1: play the album. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, you know, um,
0: but we, we, we only are you one album.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I could, I could take the CC album. CC album Are you any
0: good day. in the kitchen?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I bake. I, I, I can do like macaroni pie and bread and sweet bread and um, like cheese scones, um, muffins and cinnamon rolls and that kind of thing. So you won't starve. Oh no, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at <laughs> at all.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, and um. What what about gadgets in the kitchen? Do you use any specialized gadgets or you um, just work with what is on the market?
1: Well, I do have a labeler, so I would say that is like the like a really fundamental um gadget because I could just label the things that are normal on the market. I don't have any particular, like like a talking stove or a talking um, microwave, mm-hmm. but I label things as as, as much as I mm-hmm. need to. I don't need to label everything because some of the things, you know, you just press it and it works.
0: And some, uh, some of the buttons say on exactly, the microwave, tactile. Never you mm. never use some of them exactly. <laughs> so, you in some cases you label just what you need
1: exactly, exactly. You know, so but it's still just labeled because as I said, I do some baking and stuff like that. So,
0: talk to me about your mobility skills now, now that you're an adult and you have to move around. Do you still? Do you do cane travel or you work with escorts most of the time?
1: All right, I'm really glad you asked that because I, I know that we were supp- we were supposed to touch on this. Um, so while I was working in in uh, blind welfare association, sure, not a blind welfare association, that is where I really, really got to exercise my mobility skills mm-hmm. uh, because it would have been ridiculously expensive to travel the way I usually travel. Um, to go there and come back, and, as I said, I was trying to save money, so by necessity, you know, I started using the cane and really travelling around independently um as soon as I left though totally regressed back to travelling with private transportation and escorts um so I would say that my cane skills are fine if I need to use them, but um obviously, when you don't practice something you it 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 diminishes
0: you're not quite as. Proficient,
1: as exactly. You,
0: you would normally,
1: yeah. Like while I while I was um teaching and I was running around the bus terminal and catching vehicles and everything like that, like yeah, it started to get really normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was that was about a wrap once I was done there.
0: Have you done any international travel?
1: Um, yeah, actually, while I was at the. While I was at, um, Trinity, Association, we went to the NFB convention, another guy and I, um, Karen and I would have, we would have, um, saved up some money and we was like, yo, dude, you want to go to the NFB convention? I was like, wow, what is that? <laughs> yeah. But what is it? What year was that? What year was that? That was 2013 okay and um we'd have saved up and we we went and it was so wonderful it was like wow it's so inspiring to see you know persons who have masters and phds in everything think of Mm -hmm. any profession on earth Mm -hmm. and there is someone with a master and a phd that is blind doing it Mm -hmm. at the nfb convention um and i was in florida I, i went to nasa in huntsville alabama through the Torres Foundation. So uh, I kind of went state hopping for that one because I had to go to Florida first, then I had to go to Washington, and then I went to Alabama where the Space Center is. And I was back in my science days. Mm. Um, I would have gone to British Virgin Islands as well. I would have gone to Barbados. I would have gone to Guyana. So yeah, I've, I've done a bit of traveling internationally. Mm. And well, to Migo, obviously. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah. So you you... you you have had some international experience
1: yes yes yes
0: we couldn't end this interview without asking you to (laughs) encourage our listeners not just blind or listeners with a disability but all our listeners what encouragement would you like to leave with them um Whatever Guys. it might be, take the next three minutes or
1: so. Wonderful. I can leave you with one thing, but I'll leave you with two. But the two things that I was uh, I was saying, you know, number one, trust God. You know, a lot of times we hear it, and you know, persons. Are, I mean, we we all a bit like we've been there, done that, heard that. Uh, but when we really do trust Him, and I'm not talking about Just in a, well, let me just see what will happen type of way. When we really do put our trust in God, he really delivers. He over delivers as a matter of fact. You know, his word says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We can only do all things because that's a promise, but we have to know where the strength comes from. And you know, that is Jesus Christ. So that's the first thing I would say all the way. And I mean, if you listen to just the first thing, then... You may not even need the second thing because they're going to come automatically. Make yourself valuable. You know, learn new things. Again, one of the things that I think really helped me in, you know, cultivating long-lasting and mutually beneficial relationships is that I try to make myself valuable in a situation. I don't mind doing more than someone else. You know, as a matter of fact, a lot of times, I would do more than the other persons. And then, you know what that causes? It causes other persons to do more, and we just continuously feed off of each other. Um, And, you know, a lot of times, persons with disabilities, um, and just people in general, you know, you find yourself solitary, or left in solitude because nobody don't have any time for me and nobody don't pay any attention to me. And it's because, for whatever reason, the people don't value you. And it starts with us, you know. Mm -hmm. Learn to keep a good conversation. Learn to do something that somebody else could find value in. You know, a lot of times we live in a world where everybody wants everybody else to do something for them how about living in such a way that you are willing to do something for someone else Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know so that's my two major major pieces of advice if you ask me to distill how i would have been able to get this far trust god number one and make yourself valuable. It does take work. It does take hard work, but make yourself valuable. Oh, so yeah. that's one of the pieces of advice.
0: If you have any questions or comments regarding this program, please address them to norwill2 at gmail.com That is N-O-R-W-I-L-L number 2 at gmail.com Thanks for listening. Have a happy and productive week. That's it for today. Join me next time when we will present another in the series, Vision Scope. Music was provided by Rennie Williams Jr.
1: (laughs)